I want to equip my audience to be that same kind of inspiration to their own audience. Whether you have a TV show fan podcast or a business-oriented podcast or faith or family or anything like that, you can be the messenger to someone out there. You can help get them through their day. You could provide the content that's the only thing they look forward to on that day. You can be that inspiration for them. And I love equipping podcasters to be that. Welcome to the Podcaster's Life, a meta podcast about the lives and journeys of podcast hosts, creators, and producers. Get your inspiration here from fellow podcasters. Listen to their stories, struggles, and successes. And now, the man dedicated to keeping you recording or finally getting your podcast off the ground, the podcaster's coach, Alexander Lauren. Hey! Welcome! Thank you for joining me on The Podcaster's Life. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for streaming. Thank you. Did you recognize that voice? It's with immense gratitude that I present this bonus episode with my incredibly special guest, Daniel J. Lewis. Oh my God, I'm so thrilled. Before I play our interview, please visit my website, podcasterscoach.com. If you've been thinking about getting some help and support, podcaster coaching might be right for you. Check out the site. It'll tell you everything you need to know about coaching and then sign up for a complimentary coaching session. Go to podcasterscoach.com and book a time with me. You can also email me, alexander at podcasterscoach.com or hey, even give me a call. 289-992-8112. I would be very happy to connect with you. Just remember, all the interviews on this program do not reflect an actual coaching conversation. Okay, I am so pumped up for International Podcast Day. Go to internationalpodcastday.com forward slash live for the broadcast. And throughout the day, Hashtag International Podcast Day. I'll play the promo and then the one and only Daniel J. Lewis. International Podcast Day is September 30th and you can help spread the word. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved? It's pretty simple. Head over to internationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. Then use hashtag International Podcast Day to join the conversation. You can reach out and connect with other podcasters, listeners, and your favorite podcast hosts. Remember September 30th, International Podcast Day, a day-long celebration of the power of podcasts. I am joined with someone who does not really need an introduction, Daniel J. Lewis. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Alexander. It's great to talk with you about podcasting. Yes, I'm uh, really excited. Daniel, my my first question to you is, can you tell me something about yourself to me and the listener that you might not have shared before. I grew up playing with Lego. And and I'll call it Lego because that's what it's supposed to be called. But everyone calls them Legos. But anyway, I played with Legos growing up. And I actually won a second place prize in some kind of craft or creative competition for this massive Lego house that I built. I and my sister would play with Legos all the time. And I, being the youngest then of four kids in my family, I inherited everyone else's Legos. So I had plenty of Legos to play with. 
And so you could even then say that I'm an award-winning Lego player. How old were you? Uh, probably 11, I think. Okay. My five-year-old is really into Lego. So I went on Kijiji and I found this huge Lego cell. This, this fellow had grown up. He wanted to sell it. And he had so much. And I, and I was like, why? Why are you giving this all away? He's like, well, none of my relatives, none of my nieces or nephews want to play with it. They just want to play with Minecraft. Oh, see, that's what's wrong. Well, Minecraft is kind of a digital extension. But that's what's wrong with this generation is there's not enough Legos. <laughs> we need more Legos. Yeah. I, I received um, your newsletter, which I love. And on this latest one, I was really floored by this. And maybe you've mentioned it on your show already. But it, it took you two years to publish nine episodes. I'm, I'm in disbelief about this. Yeah, when I first started my podcast, which the first podcast I did was The Ramen Noodle, a clean comedy podcast. I still kind of have it today. It's on hiatus, though. But I was trying so hard to be perfect with that podcast. After all, the model that I heard were radio professionals who had gotten into podcasts or presentation professionals or comedy professionals, people who would write a script and perform it wonderfully. And that's what I was trying to do. I would write a script, I would edit the script, I would record the script, and then I would mess up along the way. So I'd have to edit out every single little mess up and I would retake certain things. And it would take maybe 12 hours to produce a 10 to 15 minute podcast episode. And that's why it took me nine years to get out, or two years to get out nine episodes. Nine years for two episodes. That would be, <laughs> that's not even a podcaster. That's just someone who accidentally published a podcast yeah. episode. And, and I, I felt like it was a pod fade in progress until I decided to get serious about it and make it part of my life and actually schedule it in. And that's when I really started to learn a lot more and excel in podcasting. Now, did you say it was a, wanting you wanted to make it perfect so therefore that was that was the big issue is is perfection that and it wasn't enough of my life that i actually knew on this day at this time i'm going to work on my podcast episode it would be whenever i felt like it whenever i was inspired and i would think oh i'm going to work on my podcast episode tonight and i'd work on it for maybe 5 minutes and then get distracted by something else i was not managing my time well or my focus at at all there's a it seems to be a common theme among, uh, amongst aspiring podcasters with perfection have have you seen this before too do you find that this is the, the biggest problem with people actually starting it is a big problem because a lot of podcasters think that they need to edit out every single um uh mistake or anything like that i think there is a place for editing editing can help make the conversation communicate better. And certainly if something distracting happens, you might want to edit that out. Like if your dog starts barking into the microphone, edit that out, please. Or if you sneeze or cough, please edit that kind of stuff out. If you say an um or uh here and there, or if you stumble over a word and correct yourself and move on, it might be far easier to let that be in where you are being authentic. But there is still some need for editing. If if you say um so much that it's distracting and would take you hours and hours and hours to edit, what you should really do is focus on not saying um so much. The best place that you can 
improve your podcast is before it hits the microphone. Getting better at communicating, getting better at editing yourself, getting better at speaking without relying on verbal crutches or getting better at conveying ideas in ways that people will understand, getting more prepared with what you want to say and how you're going to transition from one topic to another. And when you get better at communicating like that, not only does it help you in the rest of your life because communication is so much a part of our life, but it will also make it so much easier for you to create your podcast because then you don't have to edit as much on the back end. But when you start out, don't worry about being perfect. The most important thing is to get your message out there in a way that people can understand. As a podcasting pioneer, I'm, I'm getting the feeling you've learned everything the hard way. I have. And, and I've done a lot of things the cheap way, too, like putting pantyhose over a bent-up metal uh, hanger in order to make a pop filter. I've used cheap microphones, expensive microphones. I've wasted money. I've invested money. I've tried things that have failed. Yeah, it, and this is the path that I think a lot of podcasters might find themselves on because they, they might start like I did. I had no plans to run a business. I had no plans for my podcast to get popular. I just wanted to share stories. I wanted to share a message. Even when I started my podcast about podcasting, I did it simply because I felt like I had something to contribute to the space. And along the way, things grew and matured and I was inspired in new directions. Daniel, how does it feel to be so popular? Because you're so well known. Anybody who does a podcast knows about you. They've listened to the Audacity to podcast. I heard you even before I even started podcasting. I would listen to your podcast. I mean, how, how does it how does it feel being so popular in this community? Well, I wouldn't really say I'm so popular because certainly there are many podcasters out there. Actually, I'd say most of the podcasters out there have not heard of me ever, mm -hmm. have not listened to an episode have not heard of the Audacity to Podcast, let alone actually consumed any of the content from it. So I wouldn't really say I'm all that popular. But looking at just the raw download numbers or looking at uh, the feedback that I get from my audience, I'm, I'm not really interested in being the number one podcaster about podcasting or being seen as the person to go to in the industry or anything like that. I'd rather be number one to the audience that I do have. And that's what I try to do is provide great content to them to serve them so well that they'll tell other people about me or that my content can be found for people looking for that kind of relevant content. I've done very little marketing for the Audacity to Podcast. It's grown very organically over the years and it's because of putting out content that I think my audience would want. You'll have to forgive me because I put you on a podcasting pedestal. Like you're to me, you're like you're right at the top. Do you get that? Do you get a lot? Do you, do you get a lot of fan mail by chance? I do, and I really appreciate when people say uh, thanks for things and let me know how I've inspired them. And it's really humbling to see people inspired in certain ways or equipped in certain ways, whether it be that they're podcasting as a hobby or this is something that they do as part of their business and they've been able to find new ways to profit, even if it's not money, but profit from their podcast. I remember one of the funniest things though, when someone put me on a pedestal was in person at a conference, 
uh, a young lady came up to me and she was totally fangirling over me because she said, you taught me everything I know about podcasting. It's just so incredible to meet you. And, and it was awkward. And her husband was there. My wife was there. And I felt like this is just kind of awkward how much you're fangirling over me. And now we laugh about it, looking back on it. And we're good friends since then. But that does happen. I can understand. There are people I listen to and they're like celebrities to me. And I would love the chance to hang out with them for a couple hours and such. And what's really neat in podcasting is because people are so much more accessible in general, you can develop relationships with these people. And although you may fangirl or fanboy over someone in the beginning, later on, you may consider them one of your closest friends. And that's because of the, the intimate power of podcasting. I can only imagine that you've helped so many people on your on this journey, on your podcasting journey. How does how is it translated to you? you know, subtracting the the financial wealth involved, how is it translated helping all these people? How how has that made you feel? What I like to look at it as being is I'm equipping people to be artists and to be messengers. How they want to profit from that is up to them, whether it's for hobby, for business, for pleasure, for opportunities, relationships, anything like that. But I think back to when I was listening to talk radio, and I even worked in a ministry where my dream in that ministry was to be a public speaker for the ministry, and I got to achieve that dream. I got to become a messenger for that organization to represent them in certain cases. And there were always things that I wanted to see people talking about or messages I wanted to share with the world, whether it be uh, something to make them smile or something to educate them. And so as a host of a podcast about podcasting and a business that serves podcasters, what really inspires me every day is to see that I'm equipping and inspiring people to be messengers to other people. Like for me, there was a time that in that dream job, it turned into uh, really a dead-end job because I had accomplished all of my goals. I had nothing else to pursue. And I really started to suffer from burnout. And because of some other things that went on with my life, a, a failed engagement and some really dark times in my life through depression, the one piece of my life that wasn't touched from all of that darkness that happened during a certain time was podcasts and my own podcasting. And there were podcasts I listened to that had nothing whatsoever to do with relationships, with being inspirational. They were technology podcasts or comedy podcasts, but they gave me something to look forward to each day. And during that time when I was working and felt like I was in a dead-end job and had no creative um, abilities to share or no outlets, rather, to share my creative abilities, listening to podcasts inspired me during that time and got me through much of that time. And to this day, I say that God used podcasting to save my life. And I want to equip my audience to be that same kind of inspiration to their own audience. Whether you have a TV show fan podcast or a business-oriented podcast or faith or family or anything like that, you can be the messenger to someone out there. You can help get them through their day. You could provide the content that's the only thing they look forward to on that day, you can be that inspiration for them. And I love equipping podcasters to be that. Do you, do you hold that in your heart as, as you continue on with your podcast? 
I do. A, a lot of times I, I start to get really eloquent or get off on some rabbit trail while I'm talking about some technology in uh, the Audacity to podcast. Or, I mean, it's not only a podcast about technology for podcasting, but it's about all things about podcasting. But there are some times when I, I kind of step away from the technology that I'm talking about in that context. And I really get passionate about equipping the messenger and passionate about helping the, the podcaster out there who is struggling. Maybe they're like where I was several years ago. They've been doing this for two years and they have only nine episodes to show for it. And they're really struggling and they really want to try and make something from this. I want to inspire them to not give up. And I think of that each time when I'm recording an episode. You mentioned dream job a little earlier. Do you feel like you have your dream job now? I do. Although it's not a job that I dreamed of before I actually had it, but it is, it's like living in a dream. You, you know, sometimes you'll fall asleep, you wake up and you realize you had a dream that was this wonderful dream. It's not a kind of dream that you went to bed thinking, boy, I hope I have this kind of dream tonight. But then you wake up and you realize that was a wonderful dream. I really enjoyed that. Well, that's what it's like for me now is I didn't anticipate being in this kind of business of helping podcasters. But now that I'm in it, I feel like I'm living my own dream. I'm not driving a Ferrari. I'm not living in Puerto Rico or I'm not living an extravagant lifestyle. My wife and I still coupon. We still budget our money. We still live modestly. But in this, it's, it's a dream to be able to pursue my passion, to look forward to work each day. And each night when I go to bed, I look forward to waking up in the morning to work on new things, to pursue creative outlets, to inspire and equip people. Do you find that you practice your spirituality while you're podcasting? Yes. And sometimes it, it comes back, not, not it comes back to bite me, but some of my audience will come back to bite me in certain cases. The thing is, everyone leaks their worldview, regardless of what their worldview is. Some people will be more sensitive to different worldviews than others. Like some, it seems like today, especially if you have a more conservative worldview and you let that leak anywhere, then you get a lot of hate from people. And I actually just recently got a, a one-star review from someone who picked on me because of some podcast I'd mentioned years ago. I, I, I didn't even like use them as an illustration necessarily. I, I'm not ex exactly sure where they heard me mention that podcast, if I even did it in an episode. But uh, I, I know that I get that kind of stuff. And there are times when that worldview leaks a little bit more than other times. And for me, being a born-again Christian, I don't try to hide this stuff because there's a verse in the Bible that says, don't uh, hide your lamp under a bushel or don't hide the light of Christ in you. And I don't want to hide it, but I also realize that the Audacity to Podcast, a podcast about podcasting, is not a platform for preaching. So I'm not going to cram it down people's throats. But when something is relevant to my worldview, I let that leak, just like everyone else lets their worldview leak in their own way. When you started to become more popular and people started to get to know you, people often have a lot of negativity and they'll throw it on social media and people seem like they want to attack so easily. I have no idea why. They must be very unhappy. But when this started for you, like, how was that at first? And like, and how do you deal with it now? 
I remember the first negative reviews I received uh, for various reasons. They they did sting. And every little negative review or negative piece of feedback does sting a little bit. And it could be for different reasons. Sometimes it's I'm working so hard to avoid something. And then someone says that I'm doing that thing I'm trying to avoid. And what's difficult in podcasting is to keep in mind that these people could be coming into your content at any point in your history. So they could be hearing you at episode one and criticizing the podcaster you were at episode one. And that's why they hate you or that's why they left that one star review is because of your episode one was so horrible. But they're not with you now 100, 200, 300, whatever number of episodes later. So they're criticizing someone that you aren't anymore. And you have to keep that in mind that some people might discover an old you and that's who they're criticizing. And you might criticize that old you as well. And in everything, though, first recognize that these people did take their time to share their opinions. So respect that and look for what you can learn from these kinds of things. And for me, there have been cases where uh, a very big case that happened a couple years ago with our podcast about a TV show where there was a controversial issue that came up in the TV show that was so small, but yet it was controversial that we decided we're just going to be silent about this issue. It was so tiny, very vague. We're not going to even talk about it because we want to be respectful to our audience, not use this as a platform to share our beliefs, and we're, we're just going to bypass it. But that was greatly misunderstood and brought a whole lot of hate and even threats because we said nothing. <laughs> and then years later, when something similar came up, we decided we're going to go ahead and say something, or I decided I was going to go ahead and say something. And I was so anxious about that. But I went ahead with saying it. And when I was true to my beliefs, when I took a stand on something, when I tried to share it in as loving and non judgmental way as possible, and representing my faith in Christ as much as possible, and, and trying to be as consistent as possible with biblical standards. The response I got was very encouraging. I was expecting to get a whole lot of hate, and I did get some hate, but I got responses from people who said things like, I completely disagree with you, but I appreciate the way that you communicated that, or that you're taking a stand and you put yourself out there, you took a brave step. Wow, I respect you for that. Sounds like you've done a a lot of growing over the years with the podcast. Yeah, because I'm working with people uh, from all kinds of backgrounds and uh, with all kinds of goals too. And working with so many diverse people, you learn a lot. You learn how to communicate better and running a business and trying to manage customer service as well. Sometimes you learn hard lessons when you can't win someone back. Like that person who leaves a one-star review, you're not going to win them back. So why change for them if they're never going to come back anyway? Change instead to be better for the audience you currently have and that you will continue to have. Make yourself better for them. And it's like once you get married, you don't try to become the man that some former girlfriend or boyfriend was interested in. You tried to become that spouse that's the best spouse for your current spouse. I was speaking with Dave Lee the other day, and we were talking about the birth 
of International Podcast Day. So where, where do you come in, Daniel? New Media Expo, I think 2013. Yeah, it was, I, I believe, the same night that I won the podcast award. Steve Lee was there and he shared this idea with me that he said something like, what do you think about maybe doing a day to celebrate podcasts, like a, a national podcast day? That was the first term that we called it back then. And I thought, yeah, this sounds really good. We really need a day for this. And I'm someone connected in the space and, and passionate about this space. And I have an audience of other podcasters. I'd like to participate in this. And so when we first started it in 2014, it took a little while to actually pull some things together and make it a reality. But uh, it, it was initially National Podcast Day. Now it's International Podcast Day, recognizing that this really is a worldwide thing. And to see people celebrating podcasting and podcasts, the change that they see, the change that uh, they've received from the podcast they listen to, the enjoyment that they have, this is growing the way that we envisioned it growing and seeing uh, the relationships form, seeing people in, in other developing countries discovering podcasts and discovering a whole new world of information and often turning around and sharing messages within their own cultures. That's exactly what we want to see with podcasting as a whole. And so International Podcast Day really celebrates all of that. It's really quite amazing. When I interview podcasters, I'm interviewing people from around the world, and it's like the world is coming to me. And you've created this platform, you and Steve and, and Dave created this platform and, and this day where everyone can have that. Everyone can have a piece of podcasting from all around the globe. It's wonderful, wonderful idea. It's a wonderful celebration. Is there anything you're looking forward to this, this coming year? Yeah, the live stream is always a lot of fun. There will be sessions that are in completely different languages, and that's fun to watch to just every now and then hear the word podcast <laughs> and among some other language. I have no idea what they're saying, but uh, I look forward to, uh, I really look forward to the, the podcast awards. This year, it's been quite a different process, and it, it didn't require the daily voting anymore, and it's all pre-produced, acceptance videos already submitted. And I have a few podcasts from my network and a couple that I host myself up for awards too. So I'm really looking forward to see what podcasts win the awards. You must get a, a lot of happiness doing this, being part of this, and seeing all this, because it's such a positive day. It must just fill your, fill your soul up. It, it it does. And I get a lot of adrenaline rush from this because I'm so passionate about podcasting that's coming through in this interview. And to see people that I had no connection with, maybe they don't listen to my podcast. I never, I've never heard of them, but they're making a difference with their podcast. And to see those stories and meet those people is really inspiring. It's, it's like attending a podcast movement or a local podcast conference and getting a lot of that energy and recognizing this is a global thing. And there are people around the world celebrating with us the power of podcasts on this day. And and you're kicking it off with Steve and Dave on the 29th? Yeah, we start uh, when uh, September 30th hits in New Zealand. So we start off with, I believe it's 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Uh, the, the whole schedule is over at International Podcast Day. But yeah, we'll be starting off 
sharing some of what's coming, what some of what we're looking forward to, uh, some thoughts on the podcasting space and how it's grown, some thoughts on how the celebration of International Podcast Day has grown, and see where the conversation goes from there. Excellent. Daniel, do you have a final message to the podcasters of the world? When you're working on your podcast and you're thinking, oh, I really want to get more people listening to my podcast, or I really want to grow my podcast and monetize it, I want to make this into a business, I want to get a sponsor, I want to interview this special guest, this A-list celebrity or person, anything like that, what I really suggest you focus on first in everything, in every struggle you're facing with your podcast, focus on the audience you have and focus on giving them something even better than your last episode. Make every episode better than the one before it. And the other things can happen organically. That the growth can happen organically. The, the finding other guests, the eventually monetizing your podcast, some of that can happen organically. Where you really need to put in the most intentional effort is in making something great. Whether that's an art or a business through your podcast, make it something so good everyone will want to talk about it. So you will be the number one to your audience. Thank you, Daniel. It was very generous of you to come on the show. Thank you very much. We'll see you on the 30th. Thank you, Alexander. Daniel J. Lewis and Elsie Escobar are presenting at International Podcast Day on September 30th from 1 to 2 p.m., Pacific Daylight Time, and their presentation is called How You Can Help Podcasting Grow. This week on The Podcaster's Life was all about International Podcast Day. I am presenting at 6 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. That's 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you, everyone. When I'm not speaking, I will certainly be joining the conversation. Just don't forget internationalpodcastday.com forward slash live for broadcast and hashtag international podcast day have a great weekend